Okay, are we live? We're live on the podcast. We are live on Twitter. Are we live on Facebook? Of course we're not live on Facebook, but we have breaking news. We are back live on YouTube. How about that? Of course, we're live on Rumble. We are back on YouTube. Facebook can't handle the truth, but YouTube said, hey, you know what? We want to dabble with the truth a little bit. Let's dabble. And so they're dabbling. You can't, you know, they're they're dabbling. So we'll give it to them. So we got a lot to cover today. Of course, another day, another crazy clown world experience we are all living in. We got um, uh, just a lot going on. We got uh, World War Three. In case you didn't know, not declared by Congress, but it's um, things are moving quite rapidly, which we'll get into. We got uh, all cause mortality to evaluate. Of course, that might get us kicked off YouTube, but we have to look into why are so many young people dying all across the world. In fact, the numbers are higher than during the thing. You know, that big thing, that invisible virus thing that went around. There are more people dying now from something else than during that time, but it is not being investigated. Um, and uh, I got some updates with Alex Berenson and, oh, another thing too. So there is, uh, and I'll get into the second, but there is uh, a, a woman on the Hill, Brianna Joy Gray, super progressive Democrat, very liberal. And like I said, this would end up being what happens is that people are realizing that on the Jonathan Cogan show, which by the way, if you haven't subscribed, please subscribe, share it, please. Uh, it's the greatest podcast on the internet. And uh, that they're figuring out that, oh my God, oh my God, no way. There's not Republicans or Democrats. What? Wait a second. Wait a second. They're censoring conservatives and progressive liberal Democrat. No way. What could possibly be going on? Are you telling me there's only two classes, peasants and the establishment? Get out of here. Oh, my God. And so they're making another error, what is making another group of people with that thought they were on the winning side, which happened to be the uh, in this scenario is the progressive uh, Democrats used. To, you know, they thought that they were, you know, they were the ones censoring a lot of people on Twitter. They, they had the upper hand. And then when it came to war, because they're anti-war. Them being censored on that, being deplatformed for talking against the war. I'm like, oh, my God, what's happening? What? Wait, there's an establishment censoring people? What do you mean? That can't be true. But of course it's true. And you know it's true because we are an apolitical podcast. We don't have political takes. Okay? We just speak. We just look at events and speak the truth. And then people go, oh, there's a conservative you know, view on that. Or, oh, they're being super liberal on that. It doesn't matter. We just look at the truth. We don't attribute it to a political side. We just tell you the truth because you're not getting the truth, as you already know, because literally either you're getting propaganda or you're getting nothing because of censorship. So first story, big thing we're talking about here. A lot to talk about because it's moving very quickly is World War III. I really shouldn't say that because it's not technically World War Three yet because Congress has to say it. Although Joey Joe, Big Biden, Big B um, has, uh, you know, talked like, oh, you know, you shouldn't raise the price on gas in a time of war. And everyone's like, what? War? What? War? Wait, who? Wait, what? Who, where? Where? War? Of course, we're at war. Of course, there are troops on the ground, which we're going to get into reported by NBC. 
but they're only inspecting the weapons. Don't worry. They're just inspecting the weapons. Trust me, they're not doing anything like fighting the Russians over there. No, they wouldn't do that. The government loves you, of course. So first things first, uh, big story, which is uh, the uh, the keystone, oh, not the keystone, my bad. But uh, in the in in the Black Sea, the uh, the the, the uh, Nord Stream, the Nord Stream that was blown up, by the way, Nord Stream that was blown up by, as we were told by Russia, blew up their own pipeline that they control the nozzle to that they can turn it on and off, but they decide to just blow it up themselves because it's so advantageous because it's not and it makes zero sense. Obviously, that didn't happen. The question is though. It was a lot of people thought it was the U.S. on this podcast. We predicted that it was the U.K. and cahoots with Poland, that they were together on this. And it seems that we were partially right, which is the U.K. appears to be guilty of blowing up the Nord Stream pipeline because Russia is claiming to have complete proof, complete proof that they have the receipts that proves the U.K. did this and their foreign minister met with uh or, or russia met with the uk uh foreign prime minister and showed the receipts and said listen this is a warning this is your last chance before you are entering a war with us we know you did it you better back off but of course nato's not going to back off because why because the military industrial complex wants war they've always wanted war you know, you were so excited, everybody, when we left Afghanistan, we're done with war. And then, wow, how crazy. Six months later, we're in another war. But this one's a good one. This one's a good one. You know, this one is very, very good. This one's good. Trust me. People, you know, if people die for something, for what we're being propagandized by, then you know what? It's good. It's good. War is good. Now we believe war is good. We thought war was bad, but we're going to change our stance. War is excellent. No, war is not good. War is terrible. War is very, very bad. We are, listen, we are, uh, let's just say we're, we're not a stereotypical podcast. We have very outlandish views. We are pro-human. We are pro-good health. We are pro-freedom. Uh, we are pro-being nice to people. We are pro, I don't care where you're from or where you live. Be nice to me and I'll be nice to you. Uh, we are pro, hey, have different views, but let's go get some coffee. So we're, you know, very atypical in that sense, right? You say, hey, what do you think about politics? We go, what politics? What, what politics? I don't even know what that is. Because we don't understand the world through a political lens. When you live your whole life not understanding politics because you will not partake in the bitter savageness of, of politics, you see the life through an innocent lens. But there happens to be not such, not less. I'm getting off on tangent here. I just want to say, I want to bring you the truth. This is from the gray zone, okay? The UK was caught blowing up the pipeline. They're taking the evidence to the UN, Russia is, and it's not going to be good. But then there's also some major things leaking, which is this presentation, these papers, which show that the leaked documents, and if you're watching this on YouTube or on Rumble, I have it up on the screen, leaked documents, British spies constructing secret terror army in Ukraine, Okay. So documents obtained by the gray zone reveal plans by a cell of British military intelligence figures to organize and train a covert Ukrainian partisan army with explicit instructions to attack Russian targets in Crimea. 
On October 28th, the Ukrainian drone attack damaged the Russian Black Sea's fleet's flagship vessel in the Crimean port of Sevastopol. Sorry for my pronunciation, especially if you're in Ukraine or Russia or whatever. I don't know if we have listeners in Russia. We might be banned from Russia. I don't know. Which, by the way, brings up a little side note, which was France said to Rumble, the platform Rumble, they said, you must ban Russian state TV. The French people cannot be trusted to watch the propaganda of Russia state TV to know it's propaganda. You have to ban it. And Rumble said, um, no, we're not banning anything. We're not canceling anybody. That's why we created this platform for free speech. So they go, okay, well, we're going to then cancel you. So France is canceled instead of France's demands to cancel other stations. Okay. You see, in this democracy that's at stake here, the people get to decide everything. The government works for the people. Okay. The people get to look at whatever information they want and then decide what's true and not true. Okay. In dictatorships or totalitarian regimes, what happens is, is they silence certain sides and they tell you what information you can and cannot see. That is authoritarian. That is totalitarian. Okay. So this democracy that we're trying to save here, quote unquote, whatever that, I don't even know what that means anymore, means it's a dictatorship because they are censoring one side. That is a dictatorship. I mean, whoever's falling for that being a democracy, it's so bizarre that, that people are still falling for this. It's bizarre. You've been lied to for three straight years. What do you think they're telling the truth about now? I mean, come on. Anyways, back to the gray zone. The British Ministry of Defense issued a blustery denial in response, branding the accusations false claims of an epic scale. It's Russian propaganda. Of course it's Russian propaganda. Anyways, there is complete proof throughout. There's All right, so strategic objectives. Degrade uh, Russia capability to blockade uh, Ukrainian and conduct littoral maneuver resupply by sea. Isolate Russia land and maritime forces in Crimea by denying resupply by sea and overland via Kerch Bridge. Maximize attrition of Black Sea Fleet and associate infrastructure to affect decision calculus and erode Russia war fighting capability. There is so much that all these documents, there's emails, there's there's PowerPoint presentations. There's people being asked, hey, short notice, but we need you to come to Ukraine. These are these are British intelligence. We need you to come to Ukraine to, to partake in this special operation against Russia. But don't worry, it's Russian propaganda, even though we have literally all the receipts right here. Um, saying that it's very expensive. It's six hundred thousand dollars US dollars per uh per person that comes to fight in this uh you know little British army. But here's the point. The point is is that this thing that is really World War Three that is just being called um I don't even know what NATO's calling it now. I don't even know. But it is World War Three. That's what's happening here. And it's actually very smart for the East. It's East versus West that's going on here. Now, if I wanted to beat the United, or let's say, let me give you a hypothetical. Let me give you a crazy hypothetical. Let's say I wanted to take Taiwan. Okay. Let's just say that. If I wanted to take Taiwan and the strongest power in the world is the United States of America. I would have them deplete all their weapons and send it to a different continent, Ukraine, perhaps, just randomly throwing it out there, send all their weapons, gone, all their weapons. And then once all their weapons are gone, I would then go and try and get Taiwan. That's what I would do. 
Well, what do you know? It seems like that's what's going on here. Listen to this from a from a United States intelligence naval officer, former intelligence, now he does private intelligence for government and other institutions, was on Pomp's podcast exactly with this take. And, you know, I thought I was, his name is Mike Shelby. This is Mike Shelby, okay? One of the most accurate people the past couple of years and all of this stuff. So is the U.S. prepared to fight a war? Here you go. Uh, but what we're talking about here, we're talking about, you know, uh, a maritime militia. We're talking about Navy. We're talking about all these different things that uh, add a degree of complexity, which it is unclear to me as a civilian who doesn't spend all day thinking about the stuff and, and reading it. Uh, how good are we? Right. In in that uh, environment. So how, how do you think about like forget what China would do, just like the United States readiness and its ability to uh, if it had everything in place, just fight in the sea against, you know, any. enemy. Mm. So the first thing I think about uh, about a war over there is logistics. You know, we got to get troops over there. We got to get equipment. We get spare parts, food, water, ammo, all that stuff. Uh, China does not have a highly capable blue water Navy. They're trying to, I mean, they're in the process of, of developing that. So, uh, you know, the first thing is how uh, how difficult will it be for us to have like an Iraq-style logistics train, but to the Indo-Pacific? Now, some of that stuff will be coming from our, our allies in the region. Uh, we go, I go back to like 10 days worth of munitions. You know, how, how many weeks is it going to take for us to get more stuff over there? And, you know, the thing is, it's not just getting more stuff over there. We've been supplying Ukraine with so many munitions now, and I can't confirm that this is true, but, you know, I'm, I'm sure people have, have seen it around. Like, we have Army units right now and Marine units saying, hey, we're running out of HIMARS. We don't even have HIMARS to train the new guys who are just their first station. And so, you know, I, I really do question, is this – this is probably going to take, like, years for us to replenish all the munitions that we've already sent to Ukraine. So. That's the second thing I think about. I, I, I do wonder. Um, it's going to take years. It's going to take years to replenish the weapons that we sent to Ukraine. And what do you know? It just so happens that China wants to take Taiwan, which is on the other side of the world, and we don't even have enough weapons to do anything. Not saying we should or shouldn't. I'm just saying it'd be a very good strategy. If I was China, I would like to infiltrate United States from within, perhaps get a president elected. Perhaps ship all the weapons out of your, uh, out of the country, right? Deplete its power. Maybe, maybe get a bonus civil war going amongst its own people. You got to break an empire from within. I would absolutely get rid of a border and have all these criminals and people with fentanyl that will kill people like with one sniff come through the border and give it to all the children. And then boom, you have the fall of an empire. Surely seems like that's happening. Okay. Again, I am not Republican. I am not even conservative. I am on neither party. But it sounds like a conservative talking point, but it's not. It's just a realistic talking point, okay? This is a very real talking point. This is not, I don't understand how this could possibly be controversial. It makes so much sense. If you want to bring down an empire, I feel like textbook is what's going on right now. And then, oh, what do you know? $29 trillion has been sucked out of the economy as well in the past two years, which is more than was sucked out of the economy in 2008, in the 2008 crisis. Oh, and by the way, diesel shortage, energy, uh, you know, you, we have the most energy that we can get in the United States of any country, but we don't. And we rely on like, we're going back to like Venezuela who absolutely pollutes the environment, probably has slave labor, 
And we have like standards in America. I don't know if they're good or bad, but they're definitely above Venezuela. I love you, Venezuela, probably, but like, whatever. It's just the truth. I just speak the truth. That's it. Okay. I just speak the truth. And in the U.S., we literally have more natural resources than any country. Maybe Russia's close. I don't even know if they are close. And we could just get our own fuel, our own oil, all this stuff. We can even make money off it, have a net export, but we don't. Why? Why would that be? The only reason that would be is if you're trying to crush the country. It makes no sense. It makes no sense whatsoever. And if you think it makes sense, then you're insane. And you're insane. So other fantastic news. Boots are confirmed to be on the ground in Ukraine. This is fantastic. I know you're excited because you love war. We don't like war on this podcast, but apparently there's people who love war. This was NBC, Washington Post, AP. Pentagon confirms U.S. boots on the ground in Ukraine. Two bombshell reports by the AP and Washington Post. Monday and Tuesday have confirmed that the United States has boots on the ground in the Ukraine conflict. Crucially, these troops are performing tasks separate from mere embassy security. The American troops are said to be performing, quote-unquote, inspections of U.S. weapons after last week's the State Department and Pentagon unveiled a new plan to track U.S.-supplied weapons in efforts to implement accountability for the billions of dollars worth of arms and ammunition transferred to Ukrainian forces since near the start of the war eight months ago. But guess what? They didn't do that on the first however 100 million billion we've sent them. So now there's not so much to send. So of course we'll audit it now because there's nothing to send. Oh, don't worry. We're going to take years to get our weapons back. So we got to fight 15 different wars at once, which is, it's amazing. So you, you don't need to own the truth. I've realized in this world, it's not important owning the, I mean, I think personally it is, and, and it will win in the long run, like this podcast, but the real truth is you just have to own the media. If you own the media, you own the narrative. You can lie to people about what happened during a, a, a pandemic for two years. And then all of a sudden say war is amazing and we got to fight it to save the world. And we got to like, you know, kill people because it's to save democracy. And I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's do it. Let's go. They've lied to us every single day for the last three years, probably hundred years, but last three years, you just perpetuate a narrative over and over and over. And it can be totally false, but you get people onto it. Like, it's so crazy because of the perfect representation is the current Democratic Party does not represent liberal values at all. But people are so tied to the name of the party that they're like, oh, my God, like this is, you know, this is uh, vote blue no matter who. But we're seeing a realignment. OK, this current empowered Democratic Party is anti-freedom of speech which the ACLU stands for, Democrats stand for, like they, they defended Nazis. They're pro-censorship. They are pro-war. Liberals are anti-war. They are anti-worker and like pro-corporation merging with big government and censoring people also, which is the antithesis of liberal values. They are pro-worker. And people still, there are people that are still being tricked, thinking that being part of this current establishment Democratic Party is Democrat. It isn't at all. <laughs> And this isn't defending the Republican side at all. I'm just in a, in a vacuum. I'm talking about the Democratic Party. It's the, it does not matter. They can just a media controls people's minds. You have to pop out of the matrix. So when I say to um to 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 get your like mind back to can't to shut down and turn off mainstream media, that doesn't mean just turning off the news channels like MSNBC. 
That means you got to know which is the written one. And on social media, like Reuters and, uh, you know, the Daily Beast and all these, it's, it's coming at you from many, it's coming, you know, um, the New York Times podcast, like the New York, the owner, Schulzberger, the owner of the New York Times is a white male who inherited from his father's father, father, father. They were slave owners. And in fact, one of the Salzburgers back in like the seventies on his tombstone, it says, uh, kept the paper straight, meaning he was anti-gay people. He hated the LGBTQ plus community. It said, kept the, kept the paper straight, like, like straight, like, like, like not gay. But now it's all about, they're like, oh, we got to defend LGBTQ rights. Oh my God. We got to, we got to, we got to defend black people. It's the opposite. They just, they just change for whatever the narrative is they want, but yet they don't, they look into Mark Zuckerberg. They look into all these other people, which is good, but they don't work into their own founder, Salzberger, who had slaves. There's no record. It's crazy. Think about that. Think about that. You just have to own the media. You own the media. You own whatever the heck you want to get on in this world. It doesn't even matter. It doesn't matter if it's true. It doesn't matter if it's false. All that matters is can you say the same thing over and over and over and over again? Like save Ukraine, save Ukraine, save Ukraine. And then all of a sudden, you know, someone who could have been anti-war in, in six months is like, save Ukraine, save Ukraine, save Ukraine. It's unbelievable. So, but I said, they're making mistakes. They've made, the establishment has made several mistakes. One of the first ones, a little while back, I thought a big mistake was, oh, Joe Rogan, alt-right, massive MAGA Republican, which everyone knows if you listen to Joe Rogan, that's not true. It's false. Okay, he voted for Bernie Sanders, so what? So that was like, whoa, wow. Everybody, all of a sudden, over time, everybody becomes alt-right, right? Because right? they're censoring everybody's anti-establishment, not a- anyone who's anti-Democrat. you know, Democrat, It's anti-establishment. So where they got confused was Joe Rogan wasn't one. They didn't, but now they are going even further, which anyone who's anti-war is all right. Well, that's typically progressive Democrats. That typically it's Democrats, but people who are really liberal are anti-war historically, right? And so now when they're speaking about anti-war, they're talking about deplatforming them. All right. And it's like, whoa, 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 whoa. Wait, 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 wait. We're not all right. So what about all those other people they were saying was all right all those years? Wait a second. What's going on here? Is there a uniparty? No, can't be. Conspiracy theorists, shut them down. You get the drill. So listen to this little short clip from Beyond Joy Gray, who, by the way, we don't agree on much, but we stand with her on this. We got to stand with her on this. So she is, she just figured out that the establishment is, doesn't like her. And she thought she was on the winning team. But now she realized that nobody's on the winning team except the establishment itself. That's a, you know, when you come to that realization, everything makes sense. So listen to this short clip that she had that they're trying to get her shut down for because she's anti-war. Here we go. Stealing Ukrainian children, 500 just yesterday, were shipped to Russia. And you, and this is why we should be supporting them. We cannot allow this kind of evil to go unchecked, just on a basic level. I mean, don't you agree with that? I'm sorry, I don't. And here's why. Why? Why? There are gangs that have overtaken Haiti. There is a cholera pandemic that was started by the UN. UN members raped Haitians. 
a third of Pakistan was underwater. Should we go, due to, due to the climate crisis, should we go and invade China because Uyghurs are in concentration camps? Tell me, tell me, articulate. And this is the question that I asked Matt Dust when this war first started. Until you can articulate to me what the rationale is behind where America intervenes and where it doesn't, and give me some kind of moral accounting that makes me believe that it's actually about moral commitments and realizing how much of our money and our resources in the richest country in the world can go to saving lives and increasing the quality of life for the most people, as opposed to a a strategic military intervention mm -hmm. for territory resources and political control if you relate to me why this is truly the most deserving humanitarian case on the planet as opposed to a continuation of these cold war policies we want our economic system our oppressive by the way economic system to maintain global dominance then i can start to entertain a conversation about what our intervention should be how long and how much but there is nowhere in the entire public sphere that that conversation is actually happening and nowhere close to a rationalization that's been presented. Rihanna Joy Gray, sorry it took you, we're sorry it took you so long to realize what's been going on here. For those of us who have been part of this Jonathan Cogan show, A Political Movement, for a while, you knew this was coming. You knew this was coming. You knew that the day would come where everybody realized they're on the losing team because it starts with Alex Jones, and it ends with you. That's how it works, okay? That is why censorship is a slippery slope. That is why having centralized, powerful authorities dictate what is miss, dis, bis, bis, piss information is a problem. Brianna, welcome to the team. It's so great to have you. We are so happy to have you. We love you. Thank you for joining the squad. This is what, see, eventually an issue comes up that goes against everybody. <laughs> it starts with going against the conservative movement, then it goes against the liberal movement, then all of a sudden I was like, wait, wait, what? What just happened? Oh my God, they have all the power and we have nothing. What happened? You see? You see what's going on here? It's a sick trick. It's a sick trick. But it ain't going to work. All right. We got some more to get into here. Uh, with the all-cause excess deaths, all-cause mortality. Um, in fact, I'm going to cut this up into two segments so you can listen to it on the other one. It's going to be with Dr. John Campbell and some other videos about um, all-cause mortality that's going on and why no one's investigating it and why no one's investigating it, perhaps. Like, what? What? This is a big issue. Um, and uh, we're going to cover that in the next segment. So subscribe to the Jonathan Kogan Show on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Alexa. It doesn't matter where. Go to the YouTube channel, type in John the Kogan Show and search for it and subscribe to the channel. Go to Rumble, subscribe to the channel, which is Ownership Economy. And um, other than that, just have an amazing day, an amazing night, wherever you are in the world. Again, reminder, if you're on Albania, if you're in Saudi Arabia, or if you're in um, uh, Turkey, please go to your Apple pod and you're listening to this on Apple. Please go to Apple podcast and type in the Jonathan Kogan show, which it says uh, the name is on the thumbnail, Jonathan Kogan, just type in Jonathan Kogan and subscribe to the one that you're not subscribed to yet. And listen to that one. It's going to be all the same list, but for some reason I have a duplicate and you guys are all listening to the wrong one that says, in case you forgot the ownership economy or in case you forgot, it should say the Jonathan Kogan show. So please switch. Please switch. I'm trying to get accurate metrics here. All right, that's it. 
Everybody in the world, I love you. If no one told you today, I do love you. I really genuinely care about you. And I'll be back off for the next segment. So stay tuned. Bye.